Hello, everybody. Welcome to the All Day Buffalo Podcast with Eli Fox. Unfortunately, today Eli is not here. Uh, he's pretty busy, you know, with his family, things like that. Um, but you got me. And my name is Justice General. I am the host of the Windshield Factor Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Network every Tuesday. I am a partner of Eli's. You know, one of we're both the Twitter operators uh, for Built in Buffalo Twitter page. Uh, as well as Instagram, um, Facebook, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, me and Eli, we uh, we work together a ton, and he's one of my good friends. Uh, so I just didn't want him to go an entire week without a podcast, you know, just because I know how hard he's been working on this thing. So I'm excited to step in for him just, you know, for a short episode, just, just one week. Um I figured I might as well get some things off my chest about the entire who made who uh, argument between Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. Uh, if you follow me or if you follow Eli on Twitter, you probably know that we've been beefing with some Ravens fans on Twitter. Uh, so that was, <laughs> I don't know how fun it was, but it's, it's the Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson argument and honestly I'm not sure why we still argue with Ravens fans because it's not really a fair argument like we all know based off of you know our most recent our most recent evidence um, who the better quarterback is quarterback all around quarterback who can throw run etc like you know lamar jackson is obviously special at running the ball but he'll never be as special at throwing the ball as josh and i feel like the gap between lamar and josh's throwing ability far outweighs the gap between lamar and josh's athleticism so not going to go too much into that because i know that bills fans are probably tired of hearing about the ravens i'm tired of talking about them however Let's go ahead and get into the, as as my, my boy Charlie, uh, another built-in Buffalo uh, team member, likes to say, he, he called it the chicken and the egg theory, uh, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. And I would say, let's take a look at Stefan Diggs, right? He came into the league in 2015. Josh came into the league in 2018. So, Diggs uh, already has three years on Josh, three more years playing, right? Diggs has had an opportunity to hey, look. Um, this is not, this is not a slight against Stefan Diggs because I know if it may be feeling that way just for me talking so far, but it's not. It is not a slight against Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is ultra talented. Stefan Diggs is that boy. However, like I said. He has been in the league for one, two, three, four, five, six years, five years before he came to the Bills. Josh Allen had been in the league two years before he got Stephon Diggs. Right. Let's look at Stephon Diggs' numbers over his career, his rookie year. 52 catches for 720. You could say that that's a bad year for a wide receiver. Just like you could say Josh Allen's rookie year is a bad year for a quarterback. Right. Stephon Diggs, his sophomore season, 84 catches, 903 yards. Better, three touchdowns. Better, not great. Just like Josh's second year. It was better than his first year. It wasn't great. Uh, you know, so 
we could pull up Josh's uh, stats real fast. You know, go through his 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 first two years, uh, just like we did Stefan. Obviously, if you listen to if you if you know me at all, me uh, as in just a general, then you know that I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. My 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 handle on Twitter is JA17 MVP. Right, I believed in Josh since uh, since toward the end of his rookie year. I was saying this kid is special. This kid has all the the talent, the traits. The if he could put it all together, he could be the best quarterback ever. Yeah. I I could say in the league and and you know be easy with that. I, he could be the best ever. Right. So Josh's rookie year, fifty two point eight completion percentage, two hundred two thousand seventy four yards. 10 touchdowns, 12 picks. Not good at all. Stats are bad. The player wasn't bad, if you ask me, in my opinion, personally, but the stats were bad. Yes. Um, 2019, his sophomore year, just like Diggs didn't have a great sophomore year, neither did, neither did Josh Allen. He had a 58.8 completion percentage, 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, and nine picks. So, obviously, he pretty much uh, – improved on with the type of quarterback he was from year one to year two. His quarterback rating jumped up, rating, excuse me, jumped up almost 20 entire points, right? Um, and then you got Stefan Diggs going into his third year, right? The, the, the Josh Allen year, according to pundits today. 64 catches, less than he had in the sophomore year. 849 yards, less than he had in his sophomore year. Uh, eight touchdowns, that's more. Um, so not a great season, not even a, a really good season. It was worse than he did his sophomore year, which I don't know. I didn't watch the Vikings back then. I can't really say it's his fault because, I don't know, maybe his quarterback was bad. Like, uh, not sure. Um, 2018, I know he had Case Keenum as his quarterback because that was the year they went to the NFC Championship game with the Minneapolis Miracle. He had 102 receptions, 1,021 yards, set, uh, nine touchdowns, right? So now you're like, okay, okay, this kid is special. This kid can be special one day. You know, 1,000-yard season, four-hour receiver is nothing to sniff at. 100-catch season, four-hour receiver is nothing to sniff at. So he's playing pretty well, right? He catches the Minneapolis Miracle. He's getting his name out there. He's throwing his helmet so everybody can see his face. Everybody knows Stephon Diggs. They love Stephon Diggs, including me. I, I watched that game at uh, my sister-in-law's house, and I'm in her bedroom. Um, we're all just talking, and then I look over at the TV, and I see, you know, the time is like the one of, if not the last play of the game. And, you know, I see Case Keenum drop back and, and, you know, we're all talking. I see him throw the ball. We're all talking. I see Stefan Diggs catch the ball and I stopped talking. <laughs> and when I saw um, the Saints cornerback, I want to say it's like Marcus Lattimore, I think it might have been. I'm not sure. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, but when I saw him dive into the ground, and Stefan Diggs continued to run, I literally started jumping up and down. Like, I, I don't have any emotional stake in that game at all to see the Saints versus the, the Vikings. I really didn't care. But that play, 
that was playoff football. That was something that I think we all wanted to see and enjoyed seeing everybody outside of New Orleans, right? Um, but in any case, that was his fourth year. Fourth year. And then his fifth year, he regressed again. Well, not necessarily regressed, but he he had 60, 40, excuse me, less catches and more yards somehow. Uh, his average went way above. It must have been more targets on deep balls versus uh, just, you know, being targeted all around. And I think that's why. And actually, he did mention about uh, how they wanted to go and become a running team, you know, which makes sense. You got Dalvin Cook. Uh, so it, it, it makes sense. Uh, and he he wasn't happy. He wanted to leave. It was time for a new beginning, according to Stefan Diggs, right? And you come to Buffalo. Now, let's look, take a look at Josh Allen's third year. He has a 69.2 completion percentage. He has 4,544 passing yards. It's not rushing. That's passing. 37 passing touchdowns in 10 picks. 107 rating. Now I didn't even look at his rushing stats. Okay. So I'm 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 gonna actually, you know what? I might as well pull that up, right? Because it's just as you know, it, it is ridiculous how good he is. He had 421 rushing yards. Why does it show touchdowns? That's odd. Oh, here we go. Here we go. 421 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. Josh Allen has never played a season in his career where he has had less than eight rushing touchdowns. That is maniacal. Like, that is ridiculous. And all that was in his third season. So we know it took Stefan Diggs one, two, three, four, five, six, five or six years in order to reach this best wide receiver in the league, elite, all pro status. It took Josh Allen three years. Stefan Diggs was never an all pro. He never was a pro bowler before he came to Buffalo. Josh Allen wasn't a pro bowler, wasn't an all pro, no. But again, he only had two years in the league. So this isn't to necessarily say that Josh Allen is the reason Stefan Diggs got better, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the argument that Stefan Diggs was the reason Josh Allen got better is is a is a bad one to me. Because even if you look at Josh Allen, his stats and, and everything else, it, it 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 tells a story if you actually pay attention. I've been beating the drum with this for so long. Uh, Josh Allen has gotten better in his career statistically every eight games, every half a season. I don't want to say eight games, every half a season. So that means his rookie year, he was injured. Uh, at the halfway point, he came back in a little bit past the halfway point and played. He was he was playing very well considering 
what he had just showed in the first half of the season. You looked at him, you're like, wow, there is a lot of progression here. Second year, his first half of the season wasn't great, but he was playing better than he was the second half of, of his rookie year. And you're like, okay, there's some progression here. The Bills are winning games. You know, uh, everything's great. Everything's looking up. The, the, the trend is going up. And then you take a look at the back half of that year, and he, he has a completion, or not a completion, I'm sure he had a completion streak, but he had a, a non-interception streak of, you know, so many games where he hasn't thrown an interception even after being touted basically the inaccurate turnover king. So now he's not throwing interceptions and turning the ball. And, and the fumbles, I, I will agree with anybody, the fumbles need to kind of slow down. Um, but in any case, Sometimes fumbles are going to happen. You want to see them happen a lot less. Um, and hopefully Josh can figure that out. But I don't necessarily judge turnovers so harshly, especially when you have the ability to score, 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 um, you know, when, when you're someone like Josh Allen, right? But the, turno- the, the interceptions go down. His passing numbers go up from 2000, from the back half of 2019. He is balling he is one of the top quarterbacks in the league top 15 quarterbacks in the league the second half of of his sophomore year and i would maybe say higher but just because of reputation you you might you might uh drop him in at 12 to 15 range only because there was no evidence that he would be better there was only evidence that he had gotten better Right. There was no evidence that he would be a top 10 quarterback, even though the skill set, the talent, all that suggested he probably was a top 10 quarterback. Nobody wants to give it to him because, I mean, the Bills won 10 games. Nobody watched the games. They're so used to the Bills being mediocre and, and, and bad uh, that nobody wants to give him the respect. So that was something that he had to deal with. And then, you know, obviously this year, there's people who don't want to give him top three. There's people who don't want to give him top five. There's some people who don't want to give him top ten. Uh, because just the narrative, the narratives that were built when he came out of college, the narratives that were built when he came into the league, his rookie year, when he had nothing around him. He didn't have a, a receiving game. He didn't have a offensive line. The defense was good, and he had a running back, but that's it. What can you do with a running back? You, you, you're a good player, and your running back's a good player, and everybody else is bad. There's not very much you can do. So that was a little frustrating. And you know, so Stefan Diggs coming to Buffalo. I don't the culture was already being shifted. You know, we went from six wins to ten wins already in one year before Stefan Diggs even got here. I I mean, I don't. And then, and you know, it's funny now that I'm thinking about it, Bean and McDermott planned this last year. They did. Because I always mention how the first Jets game of 2019, they started out in five wide. They were ready to do the air raid offense they did this year, last year. And last year, they made an attempt to trade for Antonio Brown, which fell through. Thank goodness. But... If we get Antonio Brown and we start the air raid offense last year, 
we might have seen another elite season from Josh versus, uh, you know, having to wait until his third year to see it because obviously, you know, you can be as good of a quarterback as you want, i.e. Deshaun Watson and put up all the numbers and be super efficient and, and do everything great. But if you don't have the talent around you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all, which is my argument with Baker. People are giving Baker all this credit because the narratives that were built immediately. He was the first overall pick. He had this. He had that. ESPN was always on him. You know, every other news broadcast, other sports broadcast always was on him. Oh, Baker is the next great blah, 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 blah. Right. Comes in, breaks the rookie record for touchdown passes. Gets Cleveland to win more games than they had in the last two years, which was one bar is super duper high right and that's you know where the mistake was made because then his sophomore year when you give him odell beckham jr jarvis landry nick chubb um kareem hunt uh david and joku uh you know just all these weapons and then you know you have uh you know a pretty damn good offensive line you have all these weapons and baker still couldn't produce so then in his third year he comes out and he starts producing, and people are saying, oh, Baker's top 15. Oh, Baker's so good. Baker is getting better. Then you look at his numbers, and Baker's numbers are comparable to Josh Allen's second year. Josh's second year, where people were still saying he was a bad quarterback. I say he was a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. But objectively, oh, I'm speaking objectively, and it might sound like I'm biased because I do love Josh Allen. But I'm taking a look at his game objectively because I'm not going to sit up here and sugarcoat anything for you, which is why I'm so blunt, which is why I'm telling you that Josh is going to be the greatest of all time because it's going to happen. He has he has the potential and the skill set to do it. So. I I'm I'm just. The argument that Stefan did create that uh, created Josh Allen is a very, very lazy argument. It, it, it comes from you looking at the numbers one year, you're looking at the numbers another year, and then you're looking at the numbers the third year, and you're saying, wow, that's a big jump between year two and year three. What's the difference? And then you say, okay, the difference is Stefan Diggs. And then, so you just lazily go to that conclusion that Stefan Diggs is your guy. Like I, I was saying before, uh, J- Deshaun Watson doesn't have any talent around him, and he still puts up good numbers, but his team won four games. Josh Allen had pretty good talent around him. Defense was good. Uh, they won 10 games. He was, he was good, not great. And then last year, he was – yeah, one of the best seasons ever for a quarterback. And yes, Stefan Diggs had a lot to do with it. He helped. Uh, but at the same time, I think that if Antonio Brown would have came in last year, it probably would have done something very similar because the offense opens up. And I really don't want to get back onto the Ravens, but just just the 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 Ravens are the the Ravens fans are the ones that brought up that Stephon Diggs is better than, or not better than, but he created Josh Allen narrative in the first place. Not maybe they didn't create it, 
but they definitely are the ones that have publicized it and talked about it recently. Right. So I just want to say this. They say that Lamar Jackson is better than Stefan. They say that Lamar Jackson is better than Josh Allen. The first two years, and the only reason Josh became better than Lamar in the third year was because Josh had Stefan Diggs. You cannot have both arguments. You can't because you are contradicting yourself to a degree. You can't say that player A was better than player B for two years, and then player B that became better than player A in third year because player C came out and helped player B. Although player B didn't have anything helping him for the first two years, and player A had, I'm just speaking names, Lamar Jackson had everything in, in place for him uh, coming in from maybe not his rookie year, but he still had better, uh, you know, a better operation than what Josh Allen had. That same team that Lamar took over in 2018 is the exact same team that beat the Bills. Some Bills about like 40 points where Josh Allen came in and, and he took over the starting role because Nathan Peterman played so horribly versus the Ravens that Josh Allen started the next week. Joe Flacco didn't lose his his uh you know his starting position that week because the Bills were garbage and the Ravens were okay. The previous year that we were the reason the Ravens didn't get to the playoffs, the Bengals and us. So and and people always say, well, the Bengals got you into the playoffs. The Bengals didn't help the Bills win nine games. So I don't want to hear that. There's plenty of situations where a team needs another team to lose in order to get into the playoffs. We never say that, oh, this team beat that team, so they're the reason you're in the playoffs. We never say that until it's the Bills. I've never heard that until it happens to the Bills. It makes zero sense. You can't say that Stefan Diggs is the reason that Josh got better because Case Keenum didn't turn into a superstar. He had a really good year. And I think, you know, a lot of credit goes to those guys over in Minnesota who put that offense together that year. That was amazing what they did. Um, I'm pretty sure the defense was like all time good at that point. But he didn't turn Case Kim into an elite, you know, quarterback. He didn't turn Kirk Cousins into an elite quarterback. These guys already had their reputation. He did him and Adam Thielen did help give uh Case Keenum probably the best year of his of his professional career. But he didn't turn him into an elite quarterback. Josh Allen has given so many people the best year of their career. Zay Jones, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown. Uh, you know, there's there's a couple more, but you know, and they're obviously the rookies, but Stefan Diggs, or I'm sorry, Josh Allen in his short time has given so many people their career career numbers for for a season at least. 
And I think it's just really, really, really hypocritical that people always forget context. That's always going to be my argument as a Bills, you know, podcaster, someone in the Bills community. I'm always going to provide context because if you look at context, there's an argument for almost everything, you know, because I prefer context over narratives. If you're going to give me a narrative, you better give me the context that goes along with that narrative. I'm not interested in half-baked opinions that really don't garner any, it doesn't provoke any real thought. You're just saying what you heard. You're just saying what you, what you think because you saw some stuff on TV and you don't really know what's going on. You don't really know what's going on in a specific, you know, uh, franchise situation. You just kind of are like, oh, you know, somebody on NFL Network said this. So this must be true. ESPN, FS, whatever. Somebody here said this, so it must be true. I just can't get on board with that because I watch every single snap and I can tell you why certain things happen. I watch every single snap probably two or three times over. I've watched the tape on the entire Bills 2020 season, every single play. Now, I will admit it's probably been every single offensive play, not necessarily defense, but um, every single offensive play I've probably watched two or three times over just based on doing my research. Sorry, that's my doggy. Um, but just when you – if you're going to say something, first of all, don't let it be something ignorant. You know, have your evidence to back it up. You know, have something to say that makes sense, you know, in an argument. Just don't go saying whatever you want to say and kind of just throwing it out there for the world to hear. Because then other people are going to see that and they're going to have, you know, that opinion. But all of you are just going to be wrong, you know. So uh, it's very dangerous. But in any case, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Uh, I do want to thank Eli for uh, letting me come on. Um, this is really cool uh, to be on his platform. I'm a really, really big fan of the All Day Buffalo podcast. I'm a really big fan of Eli himself because Eli is a great guy. Uh, I'm sure all of you know if you you know, you know listen to his podcast. But uh, I want to thank you guys. Um, the All Day Buffalo podcast drops every Saturday. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, my name is Justice General. I am the host of the Windshield Factor podcast. That drops every Tuesday. So you guys will see me later well, in a couple days. Um, and this week I have on EJ Daniels from Cold Front. So it, it was a really good episode. Um, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But in any case, this is the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Thank you guys for listening. And have a great day.